God's word illustrates two types of call to sinners. The one is general and is extended to all, yet does not in itself guarantee anyone will turn to Christ. The other is effectual and carries with it the power that turns the heart of sinners to Jesus, giving them light and life and everlasting peace with God. In today's episode, we want to give some thought to that power. Perhaps consider a few examples of that power in effect on sinners and draw hope and confidence that God is able to do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine with those loved ones, family and friends who have until now spurned the gospel and look dead set on eternal damnation. So, Reverend Spurgeon, what power does the effectual call of God have on sinners? My friends, allow me to illustrate that with the picture of Lazarus. See that stone rolled at the mouth of the sepulchre? Much need is there for the stone that it would be well secured, for within the sepulchre there is a putrid corpse. The sister of that corrupt body stands at the side of the tomb, and she says, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he has been dead four days. This is the voice of reason and of nature. Martha is correct, but by Martha's side there stands a man who, despite all his lowliness, is very God of very God. Roll away the stone, he said, and it was done. And now, listen to him, he cries, Lazarus, come forth. That cry is directed to a mass of putridity, to a body that has been dead four days in which the worms have already held carnival. But, strange to say, from that tomb there comes a living man. That mass of corruption has been quickened into life, and out he comes, wrapped about with grave clothes and having a napkin about his head. Loose him and let him go, said the Redeemer. And then Lazarus walks in all the liberty of life. The effectual call of grace is precisely similar. The sinner is dead in sin. He is not only in sin, but dead in sin without any power whatever to give to himself the life of grace. No, he is not only dead, but he is corrupt. His lusts, like the worms, have crept into him. A foul stench rises up into the nostrils of justice. God abhors him, and justice cries, Bury the dead out of my sight. Cast it into the fire. Let it be consumed. Sovereign mercy comes, and there lies this unconscious, lifeless mass of sin. Sovereign grace cries, either by the minister, or else directly without any agency, by the Spirit of God, come forth, and that man lives. Does he contribute anything to his new life? Not he. His life is given solely by God. He was dead, absolutely dead, rotten in his sin. The life is given when the call comes, and in obedience to the call, the sinner comes forth from the grave of his lust and begins to live a new life, even the life eternal which Christ gives to his sheep. That is what is meant by effectual calling. It finds the sinner dead, it gives him life, 
and he obeys the call of life and lives. That answer to the question, what power does the effectual call of God have on sinners, was provided during a Sunday morning sermon preached on the 6th of March, 1859, titled Predestination and Calling. I hope you are encouraged. Your friend, your child, your neighbor, your parent. There is hope, for when God calls effectually, they shall fall repentantly. Life shall enter their souls, and they shall live and worship Jesus as Savior and King. Do join me for another episode of Ask Spurgeon. Until then, the Lord bless you and be with you and keep you, and may you live to glorify his name. Thank you.